They buried me in the water and I came, I knew. Ha <laughs> ha! Now I'm baptized in blue. I'm a fighter. I'm a never quit. I refuse to lose. I got heart and I got gritty. I'm a warrior. Just been baptized in blue. I'm a warrior. Just been baptized in blue. I'm a fighter. to the Changing the Culture podcast with your host, me, Autumn Clifford. As always, I'm very excited to have you here. If you loved that music, go to the end of the podcast, check out the whole song. I love hip hop. I love first responders. So mixing it together is obviously one of the things that I'm passionate about. I'm really excited to bring you today's show. But before I do, I want to invite you uh, to come and hang out with me in the Culture Shock Challenge. I am Uh, teaching you, I'm leading and guiding you on 14-day challenge on how you can uh, ditch burnout to be the most resilient person that you know, and to honestly really shock our culture, change the culture that we have for first responders. Uh, This is designed specifically for you. It's all, all backed by science. There's a link in the bio. It's free to join. Come and hang out with us. Let's go. You want to feel better? You want to lose some weight? You want to be able to think better? You want to be able to sleep better? This is for you. I made it just for you. All right, fam. I hope you enjoy this podcast episode as much as I enjoyed making it for you. Mark, I'm really excited to have you here. Can you please tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. Um, So I am a police officer, actually a police sergeant from LAPD. I have about 18 years on. Um, I have uh, really, well, let's just say that I lost control of my health and my fitness as well as the connection with my family because I, um, I use my career kind of like as that thing where I went all in and I thought that I could only go all in uh, and own one area of my life. And so um, a, a little bit of backstory behind me, I was 100 pounds overweight. I was able to successfully navigate that. I wasn't making my family a priority. Um, I was also able to, uh, to navigate that, still screwed up from time to time. Um, <laughs> but also at the same time, uh, own my career in a sustainable way. Um, not like how it was before where I was like all in and just going to every training and just, you know, overtime in court and, you know, people were calling me at all hours of the day for gang uh, testimony and things like that. And, um, and, and so I basically um, make it my priority to make those three areas, both my, uh, my health and fitness, um, my career and my family, and just like own all of it as opposed to just picking one. I love that. So tell me about the, I'd love to hear a little bit about the, the health and fitness. Oh, for sure. So, um, so what happened was, uh, I had become uh, an LAPD officer. I was like working massive amounts of overtime, surrounding myself with other people who didn't make their family or health or fitness important. Um, I was extremely overweight, but along with that was all the internal, um, drama that I had. I was very negative. Um, I was coming from, um, uh, just a very like, Oh, woe is me. Everybody's against me. Kind of like, uh, uh mentality. Um, my mindset was a mess. Uh, my connection with my, my family was a mess. I was too exhausted. I would get a bit, you know, end of watch, go home, sleep three hours and then go back to work. Uh, and that took a toll on me, not getting sleep, not making my health and fitness a priority. Um, and it was at that time that my son, uh, was born Andrew. Um, he's 11 now, but he was born one pound, nine ounces. And, um, I still remember the time I was a gang detective. And, uh, when he was born, he spent the first 73 days in the NICU. 
Um, so my first child is born and I had to leave him at the hospital and go home and then go back to work. Mm. And, um, like not only was I physically not ready for that, I wasn't mentally ready for that. I wasn't in a, in a, in a good place for that. And so I had like a breakdown. Um, this is one of the many times that I saw a police psychologist to kind of like have to navigate and get beyond that. But it was also because I wasn't ready physically. Um, and it was that moment that I was like, okay, like, I got to do something different uh, because I'm not going to allow myself to not be present and not show up for my son. Like mm -hmm. he really deserved it. And so um, I didn't know what the hell I was going to do. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to do it until it works. Mm -hmm. And that's when I got into the, let me try everything on the planet until I found something that actually worked for me. Um, and then once I found that I surrounded myself with other people who were kicking ass, not only just at, at work, but also at home and with their health and fitness. And it just literally got me to level up and not use my excuses that I had used before. So it was kind of like, that was like that rock bottom point that gave me the push. And I found something that worked for me. Well, do you think, so Mark, what do you think got you to rock bottom though? I, I think about that a lot actually, because um, now I help a lot of police officers, first responders with their health and fitness, as well as those other areas. Right. And I think about that a lot. Like what, what got me to rock bottom? Cause I want to find out like if I can help them see and determine where their rock bottom is, like maybe they will make that change. And it was really just a thought like uh, your rock bottom is just a thought in your mind. It's wherever you have decided you're not going to return to again. And it could be like literally any time, any point, you can be like, you know what, right now is my rock bottom. Or you can be like, ah, let me post, let me postpone that a little bit until it gets worse. Mm. And I, I, it's just literally a decision. It's not like some magical place in the sand. It's like, I've made a decision that this is my rock bottom. Mm. And at any point you can decide to do that. So, and it's different for everybody, right? Do you, oh, absolutely. Do you think the job brought you there though? Um, I think I used the job as an excuse. I think I used it kind of like as a, um, as a reason to not do the hard things. Um, because like when it comes to my police career, like I was all in, I was like, I was like the go-to person. And I like being that person. I'm like a type A personality, kind of like you. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm like, hey, bring me everything. And it was kind of like my way of escaping was like going to work so that I didn't have to do the hard stuff. Like, um, you know, just taking care of my health, eating foods that are healthy, exercising, finding the time for my wife and kids and all that kind of stuff. It was just easier over here. So I think it, it's, I don't like to blame circumstances, outside circumstances. It all falls upon me. So I'm a, I'm a big proponent that, yeah, it was the job, but it's because I let the job kind of do that for me. Ooh, that, that's huge. So you got to dig me back to like, I need to know about LAPD. Can you, what can you tell me? See, I'm a little, I'm a little, uh, little city cop over here in Maine. And when we say city in Maine, it is a joke compared to you guys. So I need to know, like, I have like, have you ever seen this movie Colors? Yeah. That's what I think about. Is that what your life is like? <laughs> no, it's it's not. It's what? not at all. And and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pull back the curtain for you guys. It is no different than any other agency that's out there. Yeah. I'm just gonna say that. Like everybody talks about like all the training and stuff that we have. We just have more people and we just I mean, we have a, a massive amount of people who just really get into training going all over the world just to learn from other people. We're not like not some special little unicorn butterfly or whatever. Like people ask me that all the time. Like, oh my God, you're from LEPD. Like, wow, what do you guys have? Like we have the same crappy computers as everybody else. We have the same crappy technology. We have like, we, we still don't make our health and fitness a priority. We have people who are like, you know, 150, 200 pounds overweight. That's your partner. 
it's the same. It's like nothing is really any different. So I know that everybody likes to think that, but <laughs> we are no different than anybody else. It's just that whenever like a big scandal happens, it could be anywhere in the United States, the LAPD badge is on there. Besides that, it's like, it's like always the same. Oh my gosh. Was it end of watch that was filmed like at LAPD? Was yeah. that? Did you get it to was. like, did you get to meet any of the actors? I did not get to meet any of the actors, but like um, actually watching that movie now, some of the things that actually happened in there were a lot more realistic than some of the other movies and stuff that I saw. Um, yeah, yeah it, it actually looked like, hey, you know what? It looks like these guys actually know a little bit about like LAPD traditions and just police traditions in general. Um, but no, I didn't get to meet any of them. Oh man. So can you, so you said that you are, you're a sergeant on the road now? I'm a sergeant, yes. Are you on the road? No, I'm in, I'm in investigations right now. Good for you. But you did, yeah. so you did gang, uh, you were in the gang. I don't know. What do you call it? It was the gang unit. Yeah. It's called the gang impact team. Oh my goodness. What was that like? We don't have, like, you have to understand, like in Maine, it's very not, not anything like what you're like, what you're experiencing. There's a lot of, you know, a lot of the listeners on here have like little podunk towns, no offense, everybody. But I want to hear, like, what is that like? You must have seen some shit, Mark. Um, I did. Some stuff that I never want to, uh, uh, that I, you can never take back, right? You can never unsee things. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just, um, uh, gangs was fun. That was like my specialty. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, there's three different specialties that people usually go off on down here. Number one is narco. Um, number two is vice. And number three is gangs. And gangs was my thing because, um, uh, I don't know, I just, I just love like, how and i mean this goes back to even to when i when i was in college and and a lot of the things that i was studying is like how people interact in groups and how that like um brings out a different version of that person it's kind of like the inauthentic person of person uh, version of it and mm -hmm. i just love that because like just knowing the gangs when they hang out with each other some of the things that they do um i mean it's, it's pretty crazy. They can get kids who are under the age of 18 to go and shoot somebody just so that they can get into this fictitious club um, so that they can be, you know, have some kind of clout and stuff like that. But um, it, it just made me very curious. And so um, I just went all in with it. And, and the way that gangs work down here is, um, is they're mostly turf-based, at least the Hispanic uh, turf-based gangs that I have. Um, and so they kind of like interact and they, they kind of like basically infringe on each other's turf. And so what you do is um, you break down the the division that you're in um, based off of the turfs, and then you assign officers to that specific gang. Wow. And so um, the gang that I was um, that I was in charge of, basically, you your responsibility is to get in really close with them, not like getting in close like friend, but like when they see you, they're like, oh, hey, Hildebrand, what's going on, kind of thing, because sometimes you're going to need information from them, and and vice versa. Um, and so I would get in really close with them so close that when they committed a crime, they wouldn't tell anybody. But if I walked in, they'd be like, oh yeah, Hey, this is what I did and all this kind of stuff. And, and what's funny is when, um, when you get in that close and then they do some kind of violent crime there, they bring you into court and you testify in terms of like the gang, um, uh, how, you know, this person is a gang member, but then also like the history of the gang. And what's funny is that I got. I got so knowledgeable in that, that when I was in court and I would provide that testimony, I would think that the, that the guy would be pissed off, right? I would think that, that the gang uh, member would be pissed off. The next time he would see me in the street, he'd be like, hey man, thank you very much for sharing that, that information. Like, 
Yeah, I appreciate it. It's just it's just kind of a weird just circumstance in and of itself. Um, yeah. uh, but it just it it made me very curious because I always uh, always like to to ask myself like why would somebody do something like that? And so I just got in deeper and deeper to it. But um, but yeah, it was it was probably probably the most five or fun five or six years of my career. Really? Yeah. What made you decide to become a cop? Uh, my dad. Uh, he was he was a cop. Um, we would always like watch. Um, all the cop shows, uh, he would ask me questions and it was weird because um, I'd be like seven or eight years old and I'd be like, hey dad, quiz me. Like quiz me on something that happened at work today. And he would just like, okay, so somebody's on the east side of the beach and they have an alcohol container. What penal code? And like, I don't know, I was like a geek like that. I was like, okay, let me go look this up and I'll go figure it out. So <laughs> I, was just, I was just inspired by him. Really? And so are you from LA? So I was actually born in Pennsylvania. No shit. Your side. Um, but I moved out here when I was like five, five, six. Uh, my dad had this great idea to move to California. Not the greatest idea. Um, no. But, uh, but he moved out here. Um, and then he decided he was going to join LAPD. Um, and then it was around the time of the Olympics. I just remember that always being a big theme. And yeah, that just, it, just, it just inspired me to, to, get on, to, to basically follow him. To get into the Olympic? No, not to get into the Olympics. No, hell no. I'm sorry. Not in the Olympics. <laughs> to, to join LAPD. Well, I was thinking about that. I'm sorry that you said that, and I started thinking of like the year 2000 because it wasn't the year 2000. I don't know. You guys might. Does anybody here know that? Do you know? Was that when? I know 84 was when they had the Olympics in California. No shit. Yeah. No, I'm way too young for that. That was before I was even born. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> Look, I'm aging some people on this call right now. <laughs> so Mark, tell us, I'd like to know, like, what do you do specifically for your health and fitness? So you lost, you said a hundred pounds. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's some shit. And you've kept it off, obviously. Yeah. It's been about, about eight, eight and a half years now that I've, uh, that I've kept it off. Um, are you doing you keto? Kind of like, say it again. Are you doing keto? I'm not. So here's the thing. Um, Everybody and their mom, especially after they see me in like before and after pictures, they ask me that. I mean, I'm looking at everybody right now and they're like, oh, what is he going to tell me? What is he going to tell me? What's the secret? Oh my God, I just want to jump all in, uh, even though John's shaking his head. So um, no, uh, there is no magic trick or anything like that. So here, and here's what I, here, here's kind of what the direction that I take this is, it is all, and you know this too, Autumn, it's all about mindset. Like you're, the way that you think it's going to go is never the way that it ends up going, right? So it doesn't necessarily, you know, have to do with like intermittent fasting or keto or this or that or what I do. Um, and I can share with you guys what I do. It's more like how consistent and how motivated and how how are you like going to continue this journey despite when obstacles kind of come up? Because you can start off like I I've literally heard people lose 100 pounds with the body wrap. You guys know that, that wrap that you like squeeze stuff on it and you put it around. How in the world could somebody lose that kind of weight with it? And it has nothing to do with the tactics. It has everything to do with the mindset. Because what happens is if you're like, hey, my kids need me to be on my A game. I need to show up. I really need to put in the energy and effort. You might think it's the wrap, but no, it's probably like the 42 other things that you're doing because you have this mindset of like, hey, this is 
I like, if I, if I do this, it's going to impact everybody that I, you know, come into contact with. And when you have that kind of mindset, it doesn't really matter what you do. Yeah. The tactics are important, but more important than that is it's just the, really the mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, so I tried a million different things and it's not that they, those things don't work is that they don't work for me, mm. you know? So, so many people are like, oh man, keto has really worked for my friend. So it's got to work for me. And then it doesn't work for you. And you're like, oh man, I must, I must suck. And it has nothing to do with that. It's like, everybody has a thing that's going to work for them. It's, it depends on how, like, um, how motivated you are to keep looking until you find that thing. That's kind of like what I, in the beginning, when I was like, I have no idea what I'm going to do. I'm hundred pounds overweight. I, my, I'm not, I can't show up for my son the way he needs me to, to be showing up for him right now. I'm just going to find something. I don't know what it is. And I tried like 42 different things, including like Tybo and that stupid Chuck Norris thing where you're like doing that home gym. I had that yes. too. <laughs> I've had all those things. All right. And they didn't work. And I've yeah. seen people that it worked for. And so I was just on that constant pursuit until I got into what I do now. So I hope that was a, that was a answer oh. to your question. It was, and I have a lot more to say, but I want to tell everybody a fun fact. So I'm a second degree black belt. So my sensei, the Taibo, was it Taibo? The guy who would do that is Billy Blanks. Yep. My sensei beat him in a karate match. Cobra Kai fucking three motherfuckers. No, (laughs) but anyways, I just found out, Mark, have you watched Cobra Kai? No. Okay. You need to go on Netflix and you need to watch Cobra Kai. And the third season just came out. So anybody who's listening, I, I didn't even know that. I haven't even finished. I'm, I'm finished the first season, but I'm not finished second season. This is a big deal. So anyways, what I want to say is this, is that what, but like the, we talked about your rock bottom. He, here's the thing. When did you find yourself a hundred pounds overweight? Because here's something that I've been thinking about so much. And I think about it all the time is, you know, it is, you kind of wake up one day and you're like, fuck, I weigh, I I don't look good. But the thing is, is it didn't like, it didn't just appear that day. Like it's been there, but like we get so busy or we just don't pay attention or, or it goes to the back of our head. But like, what was like, what series of events caused you to gain that weight? Because I'm assuming you weren't that big when you got on the force, correct? Were you 100 pounds overweight when you got on? I was I was pretty big when I got on, believe no it or shit. not. Really? Yeah, because everybody everybody thinks that you have to be in such great shape to be on LAPD. Mm, not the case. Our physical fitness test is very is not so good. <laughs> and what's crazy is like everybody around, and this is just a side note. Like everybody, all the other departments um, have like this physical fitness test that you have to you're required to do like every certain couple of years. Do you guys have that? Because we don't. Like you pass one physical yeah. fitness test, you're on for life at LAPD. Like yeah. you don't even get tested ever again. And yeah. I'm like, what the hell? That's that's just a, a side note because I'm gonna I'm gonna be fighting that we actually do have something like that. Um, mm-hmm. But no, I I didn't just wake up one day and I was I was heavy. Um, it had a lot to do with. I mean, I was like. Mr. Excuse. Um, and everybody looks at me now and they're like, oh my God, you must like have everything perfect. And I'm like, hell no, I still don't have everything perfect. But back then, like I was letting everything be my excuse. Um, it was my, my transition um, between high school and going to college um, because I was doing college. I was um, uh, working as a security officer at Universal Studios and I was like really heavy into gaming. I was like a very, very much a geek when it comes to gaming and computers and building like technology and stuff like that. 
I just let it go. I was like, hey, you know what? McDonald's is right across the street from me. So this must be God's sign that I should go over there and <laughs> eat there for yeah. breakfast and lunch and dinner every day. And um, and I just like, I just, I don't know. It, it was like, it was just normal for me. I mean, everybody that I was hanging around with, and that, that's a big deal. Like the people that you surround yourself with, I know we yeah. talk about it a lot and Jim Rohn yeah. and the five people you surround yourself with, um, you're yeah. the average of the five. But like when you surround yourself with other people who don't care, it's just normal to not care. And you're like, well, everybody, but everybody must not care mm-hmm. until you find people who care. And then you're like, wow, everybody must care about this. And it's just because of the people you surround yourself with. I know you have your mastermind here and like you guys are all getting together because you're lifting each other up. But the opposite effect happens too. Like when you get off these calls, when you go out into real world and you start hanging out with people who are bringing you down, you're like, why do I feel like crap? Why do I feel negative all the time? Why am I eating this stuff? Because you're not hanging out with those people. Um, And so I was just hanging out with the wrong people, I guess. I was hanging out with geeks, with uh, people who were like focusing on video games the whole time. And and before I knew it, I was like 100 pounds overweight. As a matter of fact, I remember stepping on the scale. It said 267. And I was like, 267, is there somebody else on here with me? And it was, I mean, I got out of, out of high school and I was like in the like one sixties, like crazy. And yeah. I'm like, what in the hell happened between like these four or five years? Um, and, and yeah, what was funny is that didn't even, that didn't matter. Like I still didn't make that my rock bottom. Right. I still went up and down the weight, got onto LAPD, then had my son. And then that was like my rock bottom because for me, I guess, and this might be for all of us, we'll do things for other people more than we'll do things for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so 267 was like, this sucks, but yeah, it's just me. Who's really, you know, um, the person who's paying for it, nobody else. But then you bring your son, my son involved. And I'm like, hell no, I'm not going to be able to let, you know, let him down. You think that, so that was your motivation? Was your son? It was, it was, it was. And, and it's a lot of my motivation right now. So when you ask me, like if I'm on the street um, and I told you I'm in investigations, that pains me Ugh, because I, I enjoy being out on the street. I enjoy like connecting with people. Like I enjoy taking somebody to jail at the same time as them asking for a commendation paper so that that way they can write me a commendation because like I can have that kind of connection with people, Mm -hmm. but I had to, I had to decide, okay, do I want to do that? Or do I want to be able to sleep and have a, have a routine at home so I can be there with my kids when they need me the most. And so both of those were like tugging at me. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to have to go into investigations because that's going to be you know, it's, that's where my heart is, is to be able to stay home, have this, you know, regular routine and stuff like that. Yo, I hope people hear that. And I'm glad that you, that you share that. I hope people hear that and understand that and realize that your priorities are not fucked up because when other, when people do the latter, that's when your priorities are messed up. And unfortunately that is what our culture encourages, right? Mm -hmm. That's what we, that's what it encourages. And, um, I think that it's really important. We have to put family first because you know, I know they are our rocks. I know, you know, I'm, you know, transitioned for, to part-time policing and which is very part-time and, um, you know, being like the police wife. Okay. And I'll tell you right now, like my husband tells me all the time, he's like, holy shit, I could not do this without you. Like, nope. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is a lot. Like police wife life is a lot of work. And, um, you know, unfortunately we, we take our spouses for granted. We take our family. Oh, they'll be there. They'll be there. And you know what? One day they might not be. And so, you know, bravo to you. That makes me really happy. And I love that you just highlighted it. I think it's really important. Um, so like, what do you eat? 
Um, I just, I, I eat the sun. I just go outside. I'm one of those sun people. That's what um, I what figured. I, You're, that's really what, what I figured. What do I eat? I eat everything. I eat everything. I, um, I focus a lot on portions. Um, I, I mean, I eat normal foods. There's certain things that I can't eat. So, I, um, I have an autoimmune disease. Uh, it's called Crohn's disease. And so mm -hmm. I can't have dairy, gluten, um, soy or corn. So, you know, that kind of limits the yeah. processed crap. Um, and so basically I use it as an opportunity to say, Hey, I don't have to eat all that processed crap because it actually affects me. Um, so I eat mostly whole foods, but I mean, I eat anything. Yeah. I, I really, I don't have like, um, a very strict, like, Oh, high carb, low carb, remove this. Like I just eat as healthy and as whole food as possible. And I do keep track of it. I do. Um, um, I do use like containers and things like that to make sure that I can, uh, I, that I don't overeat, but it's like people who see me, they're like, wait, you lose weight by eating, eating those things. Um, it's not, it's not like anything special. I had to ask you lost hundred pounds. Everyone wants to know what the hell do you eat? Lettuce? You know what know. I'm saying? Yes. No, <laughs> I, I love food and I literally think about it the entire day. So I need to actually enjoy the food that I eat. And it was just a matter of um, first off, getting in the right mindset. Like I used to think that, oh, if, if I'm going to eat healthy, it's going to taste like crap. I'm not going to enjoy my life because I really love food. And it was like switching it of like, okay, how might I enjoy food and actually get results from it? And I'm like, you know what? I'm on a mission to freaking find that. Mm -hmm. And I found that. I mean, I found things that I actually do enjoy. And people are like, are you serious? Yeah. There's millions different of different ways of, of eating vegetables, of eating fruit, of eating like all the healthy things. Um, it's just a matter of like, being uh, willing to go out there and try different things. That's so true. So like, what do you, so you are a beach body coach, right? Yeah. That's one of the things that I do. Yep. So what I was telling you, I had it like what I was telling you ahead of time and I want everybody to hear this. So when beach body is how, how all of this started for me. Um, when I was in my cruiser in 2014, um, hit, you know, kind of hitting my rock bottom. Um, I got into beach body late 24 or it was like right in the right early 2015 and I signed up and the trainings or that personal development really changed my life and then I'm sitting in my cruiser and I worked overnight so I worked 11p to 7a and all of a sudden you come on on like a Monday like what do they call it Monday morning motivation or Monday 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 wake up call Monday morning wake up yeah call. and I heard you and I was like whoa so it's kind of cool kind of full circle that you're on my podcast right now because it really that changed my life and the foundation that Beachbody laid for me as far as exactly what you said I mean who you surround yourself with is so important and I think as first responders like we need to take this into consideration we see the I mean, hell, LAPD, I'm like preaching to the choir here, but like we see the worst shit ever. You know, it, we see the worst, um, you know, we see the worst, you know, what do we say? Like 95% of the population, check that. We see like the worst, like three to 5%, not 95. Wouldn't that be bad? I hope that, I hope that's not the case. But anyways, what I'm saying is like, we have to really remember who we're surrounding ourselves with because what do we want to do we want to go and hang out with the people we work with and mm -hmm. you know and all this stuff and what do we want to do we want to talk shop and we want to talk about all this shit that we you know have choir practice and do all this stuff but Beachbody really got me to think outside the box and Beachbody introduced me to Tony Robbins who completely changed my life um mm -hmm. Darren Hardy that was the first honest personal that was the first uh personal development book I ever read was um uh Darren Hardy I have it over here the compound it, effect 
Yes. The compound effect. Exactly. That so was for- my first book too, believe it or not. Yeah. And, um, and anyway, so can, tell me, like, can you tell me like one of the things, like, tell us about that. Like maybe that, you know, maybe someone's looking to like have our, their own business. Like what would you suggest? Great idea or um, a great question. Um, and that's exactly how it got started with me too, is, um, is the personal development and personal growth. Uh, because after I had lost the weight, um, I kind of came to this realization, like, Hey, I owned this area of my life, but like, what other areas can I still own? Mm-hmm. Because like, I'm, I can always grow, not because I'm broken, but because I can always be better. Yeah. And, um, that's what personal development, like I, 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 like I said, that was the first book that I read was the compound effect. And then I started to go into other books and I started to surround myself with other people. And, and, um, I said, Beachbody is one of the things that I do because, um, just like you, like I have my own mastermind team for the same exact reason is because I want to surround myself with people who are going to hold me to it. And I'm sure you, you realize this too. Like a lot of times people think I create masterminds teams for other people. And I'm like, hell no, I want to learn. I want to grow. That's why, you know, I, I, I want to interview people and talk to them and, and like mm-hmm. get the secrets and find out. All, I'm like, I need to like constantly grow. I'm never going to achieve this level where I'm like, Hey, I'm good enough. You know, I'm, I'm not going to tell my son, Hey, I'm a good enough dad. I'm like, no, hell no. I'm going to, I'm going to learn as much as I possibly can to keep mm-hmm. on growing. Um, and so like, that is what sparked it was the beach body thing to actually create my own mastermind. Um, but creating your own businesses is, is freaking awesome because, um, you know, you have so many opportunities to really, um, help make an impact on people and make some money, uh, on the side for them from it as well. Of course, if you come into a business only wanting to make money, you're not going to be very successful, but no. if you have this like passion for like, I have something and I want to share it with them, whether it's like beach body health and fitness, or you just like, um, connecting with people and having like masterminds. It's like, literally you put people in the room who are higher level people and you talk about higher level stuff, you naturally will have the same expectations of everybody and you'll be held to this higher standard. I mean, there's so many different opportunities that are out there and, and anybody who has like that entrepreneurship bug, like starting out in something like that, like multi-level marketing is a great foundation for you to like, everything's already created for you as opposed to saying, Hey, I'm going to start a business. Oh, wait, I got to do accounting. Oh, wait, I got to have a product. Oh, wait, I got to do this. I got to do marketing it was a great way for me to like get that stepping stone in. Um, and it's also given me the opportunity of now making this little pivot and actually creating my own thing, just like how you've done. So, um, so yeah, I, I feel the same way. I, I didn't even realize that that was your, um, your, where you started off as well. Yeah. And I, and I feel, I just want to say this and it's not cause I mean, it is cause you're here, but it isn't. The thing is, <laughs> is that I highly recommend like anybody who's like, thinking exactly what you said. Like if you, if you, cause I, a lot of people come to me, they're like, yeah, I want to start a business, but I don't know what I want to do. And I always am like, well, go find some multi-level marketing, go find a product to sell or something. Because I'll tell you, you know, I will say, I will pat myself on the back. Like I've come a long way in the, these last five years of being a coach and I've really, really honed in on my skills. Okay. And mm-hmm. I've gotten really good, but it, it, I started with Beachbody. It started with helping men and women lose weight. And you know, that, people don't realize what a sensitive topic that is. Like when somebody is coming to you because they are 50 to hundred pounds overweight and everything they tried hasn't worked. You have got to learn how to talk to these people and you can't just pull the whole, like, you know, wow, you just eat less, work out more. <laughs> you no. know what I mean? No. So yeah, I just, I highly recommend that. Um, where can people find you? I want, I want to tell them right now. Um, either on Facebook or Instagram. So on Instagram, I'm LEO family fitness 
for law enforcement officer. Of course, you guys know. And then um, on Facebook, I'm first responder fitness with Mark. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I'm an open book. I, and, and I do have to say, I do have to say, um, like, your authenticity is freaking contagious. Um, I love, I love how authentic you are with everything, because here's the thing, when you're authentic, it makes everybody else feel more comfortable being themselves. And I think we need that a lot more within our profession. I mean, I don't have to tell you guys like going in, it's like a big ego show. Right. Um, and it's just, it's, it's painful to kind of see, um, how that kind of happens. And, and, um, I mean, I remember when I first connected with you like four or five years ago, when you were the intuitive sheep, sheep dog, and yes. I'm like, man, she is so freaking authentic. I love that because it makes me feel like I could just be myself. Um, and I, I'm, I'm getting closer to that, but I'm no Autumn Clifford yet, but, uh, <laughs> but I'm working on it. But I, I wanted to just say like, hats off to you. Cause it takes a very strong person to do that. Um, because I'm sure you get pushback because I know I do when I, when I'm authentic too. And I just want to say, I, I appreciate you from leading for leading from the front from that. Well, thank you. I, I will say this. This is a funny. So, and anybody who's listening, go listen to, go check out my Instagram because there's this real, and I don't know if you've even seen it, Mark. So I've made some, like, I've made some reels that have gone viral, like almost, well, viral for autumn. Okay. hundred thousand views. And that, to me, that's a big deal. Okay. Yeah. When you have like 6,500 followers, that's a big deal. So, um, there's this one reel and I, and I, it was, I, it was a music to run DMC. It's tricky. And mm -hmm. so it's like, it's tricky. And then I, I was real. I'm like, it's tricky to be a cop and it's tricky to see this and is and right. And like, I'm being funny and it, the trolls, they're like, somebody come get their mom. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, bitch, you know? And, uh, and I'm just kidding, but I, it was funny. But anyways, you're right. I do get shit on a lot. I really appreciate your compliment. Here's what I, here's what I want everybody to know. They don't know this about you yet, Marcus. Your wife, actually, she, this is like a whole family affair, like mm -hmm. being in shape, like talk to me about that. Because I, do you think that from you being a police officer, do you think that this is, this must be a huge, like it must've really brought your relationship together closer. Big time, big time. Um, yeah. Um, I think a lot of times in, I don't know how, how many Leo wives we have on, on this, uh, quite a few. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> Because I, I, I've recognized that a lot of times with my friends who are police officers, they make their health and fitness a priority, but not their wives. Like they don't give them the time. They don't come home to like watch the kids. They don't, they don't give them that space. Um, and, and I think that's, that's painful because, you know, both you guys have to work in, in conjunction. You want to both actually be healthy and, and, um, and be the role models for your kids. Um, but back when I started to lose weight, uh, I was kind of pushing her into like, oh, hey, come to the gym. Oh, hey, do this. Oh, hey, do that. And she was like, hell no, hell no. So she was running the opposite direction. And, and um, I decided, you know what, uh, the best way for me to get somebody else to take action is for me to model behavior that um, I want to see in them. And so I had to start doing it. And after I started doing it, like she started making her way out into the garage and started doing it with me. And it did, it gave us this opportunity of connecting. And I hear this all the time too, like, oh, I don't, I don't work out with my wife. And I'm like, why? Like, do you not love the woman or what? Like I, I, I we specifically make a specific, like a time in the morning before the kids wake up where we get to go in there and we can work out and stuff. And um, I'm not going to lie. I have her about four or five feet in front of me so yeah. I can get a little motivated. <laughs> while I'm working out. But it's, it's like, it has definitely connected us because she's seen amazing results. And what happens is like, we, we kind of, we kind of play off of each other. Meaning like 
we have more energy now. We have more like positivity. We have like, and and so it's just like when I'm more positive, she's more positive. It just it just grows. And then of course the kids see us and they're like, oh, mom and dad are outside exercising. That's just what you do. That's a part of life. Yeah. And oh, they're just making this food. That's just a part of life. And um, and my son is probably gonna get beaten up when he goes back to school because when kids have like Cheetos and things, he's like, oh my God. You, you eat Cheetos or you eat McDonald's? Oh my God. And I keep trying to tell him like, that's, that's that I used to eat that too, buddy. But, um, but like just modeling that behavior has like transcended to even to our kids. Um, but yeah, after a certain amount of time, my wife saw me taking on this coaching and she's like, Hey, what if I started to do that? Um, at the time she was working full-time at a hospital. Um, she was in the administration um, portion of it, but she was like 12 hour shifts, five days a week kind of thing. Can you um, pause? And pause. yeah, what go ahead. the fuck is up with us cops and nurses? I'm just gonna say, like, <laughs> it's so <laughs> she, true. <laughs> I, I don't know. Okay, I, I don't know. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so she was like, Hey, maybe I should give this a try. And so she started to do it. And what she did is, so I would help police officers initially, and she would help the wives. And so we would have like these two separate groups of people, I would help the, the husbands and the female police officers, and she would help just the law enforcement officer wives. And it got to the point where we were like, hey, you know, you can leave your job and we could just, you could just do this full time. And she really wanted to be able to spend more time with the kids at home. And she's like, all right, let's do it. Um, and so she came home. Um, it's been about three years now. And now I'm working my way out of my career. So that way I can do this full time at home. Um, yeah. But of course, it's, it's given us this ability of like connecting better at home. Um, I mean, there's just so many things that have happened because I got started with my health and fitness. You don't even realize the the things that it can be impacted. And just by like making a simple decision as that image for me, it was P90X. It was like, I'm going to do this thing called P90X because I'm a cop and I got a big ego and I'm, I'm going to prove that I can do it. And literally it turned into all of this. And I'm like, holy crap, just that one little decision. Um, I still even remember when I was, when I was uh, thinking about doing it. Um, I can still remember thinking, ah, should I do this or not? And I'm like, man, I cannot imagine what life would be like if I hadn't done that. You know, and you make, and you really, you outline such a good point. That's, that's the epitome of the compound effect, right? It's mm -hmm. like you, you just made one decision. You didn't make this decision to go and like this, you know, be this coach and do all these things. And you just decided I'm just going to do P90X. And then all of a sudden, like shit, just like, you know, started falling into place. And I think I think it's really important for people and our listeners to understand is that, especially it's the same thing with me, you guys. I didn't know I would end up where I am, full-blown business, you know, um, replace my full-time income, doing big things. We're growing, we're doing bit, you know, better and and all this stuff. Like I wouldn't, I didn't know that, you know, I didn't know that. I just made a decision. And I'll be honest with you, that decision for me was. I'm going to do a 21 day fix because my ass was not doing no 90 day shit. I was like, no, no, no. I need 21 days, 30 minutes a day. Boom. Done containers for my food. Because I, just like you, I love food. <laughs> and um, I'll be honest, that was, that was so life changing to me for me and on patrol, especially because mm -hmm. I just put all that shit in my, you know, in my lunchbox and like people loved my containers. They love them. Like autumn, what are you eating? I'm like, oh my purple container, stay away. Like my green <laughs> container, you know? Um, so I just, I think that's really important. You know, you, you just made one decision and look where it's got you. And I, and I want, again, I'm going to underline this for everybody. What is the one decision that you know, you need to make that you were afraid to make and, and really 
think about that because you don't need, it doesn't need to be this big thing, but there's just one small decision that is very, that you need to make. And um, you've been thinking about it because guarantee Mark, you had been knowing you needed to get your ass into gear. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Same way with me, with different things. I've been knowing it. I know it. I knew I was slipping, but I was putting it off. So Mark, this has been an amazing conversation. I know I go everywhere in these conversations. I always like, I forgot to tell you to brace yourself, but I always usually tell all my podcast interviewees, I'm like, just brace yourself because I love to go everywhere. <laughs> so where, tell everybody, I know you said, but in the middle, but I want you to tell us again, where can we, we want to come and hang out. Where can we come hang out? All right. So LEO family fitness on Instagram or first responder fitness with Mark. I got ton of free stuff, ton of free resources. They can connect with me, whatever. Just tell them uh, Autumn sent you and uh, I'll help them out as best as I can. I appreciate that. Mark, we have, we just, we just had two questions come in real quick and I just want to go over them with you. Mm -hmm. uh, an officer wants to know what was LA or what is LAPD's policy with taking time off for uh, births of your children? So within a year, you can take off, um, I think it's up to two months, two to three months um, of bonding time is what it's called, no matter if you're a male or female, but you have to take it within a year of the child being born. Wow, that's amazing. And what is your retirement plan? I'm, I'm gonna do 20 and out. Um, so most of the, the police officers around here, they're like 30, 35. And I'm like, hell no, because every year, like over 20 is like five years off your life. So mm -hmm. my plan is I'm going to get to 20 and I've got 18 on now. Um, so when I hit to 20, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to get out and just go full-time with a business and go like, what, what does it look like? What's your business look like? What's your plan? What do you want to do? I have, um, so I have my Beachbody business still, and I have my mastermind team. Um, so I'm really focusing in on building up my mastermind team. Um, because I like, I love all the physical results that Beachbody has gotten. But when I get a message, like from one of my mastermind teammates, who's like, Hey, you know what? I always say yes to overtime. And today I remember what you taught us last weekend. And I said, no. And when I got home, my two-year-old was like, she couldn't believe I was there. Cause I always work Friday nights and I had an amazing time with her. And I saw her light up. Like for me, I'm like that I'll take that over physical results anytime. And I'm like, 100%. I need, I need to help more people make those kind of decisions because yeah, money's great, but that's something that you you're always going to be able to make more of, right? Not more time with your two-year-old so that you can mm -hmm. see the the light up on her face when she's there. Um, and that's really what it's about. I mean, that doesn't just affect us at home. It affects us at work. It affects us everywhere. Cause we take that like excitement and positivity and everything. We take that into everything that we go into. I love it. That's beautiful. Thank you, Mark. Everybody sheepdog nation, go check out Mark Leo family fitness, go hit up him and his wife. They're doing big things. Mark, we loved having you on. Thank you so much. They buried me in the water and I came out new. <laughs> now I'm baptized in blood. I'm a fighter, I'm a never quit. I refuse to lose. I got heart and I got crazy. I'm a warrior that's been baptized in blue. I'm a warrior that's been baptized in blue. I'm a fighter.
enough, prepare to pay the consequence You do dirt, you get cussed, no bluff It's ignorant to think we will shoot with your hands up If you the police, you feel the world is against you Like every call you go to, people trying to tempt you Well, Hail Mary, Hail Mary, Hail Mary I ride on the devil, I ain't scary And I ain't worried, you want my life, come take it It's gonna be a fight, I take you to the light like Will and Bright, I wouldn't expect you to understand what I do. Only the thin blue line, cause they baptized in blue. Uh. I'm a fighter, I'm a winner, never quit. I refuse to lose. I got heart and I got gritty. I'm a warrior, just been baptized in blue. I'm a warrior, just been baptized in blue. I'm a fighter, I'm a winner, never quit. I refuse to lose. I got heart and I got gritty. I'm a warrior, just been baptized in blue. I'm a warrior, that's been baptized in blue I can't explain the pain when I see a name on the wall All I feel is rage, put me in a cage, let me brawl Sometimes I can't help but cry, like why did he die? I know it was him, but it could've been I What about the kids? Uh, what about the spouse? Yeah, now who gon' put food inside them babies' mouth? It's a bigger picture when I officer down Domino effect, blue nation, family, country, and town The media don't cover us, huh Well maybe Fox, cause MSNBC and CNN Surely don't care about cops, politicians More concerned about protecting the legal that are laying the law down And protecting the people, let me get off my soapbox Before I curse, I don't see way too many cops Riding in hearse, well I wouldn't expect you to understand what I do Only the thin blue light, cause they baptized in blue, uh. I'm a fighter, I'm a winner, never quit, I refuse to lose, I got heart and I got gritty, I'm a warrior, just been baptized in blue, I'm a warrior, just been baptized in blue, I'm a fighter, I'm a winner, never quit, I refuse to lose, I got heart and I got gritty, I'm a warrior, just been baptized in blue, I'm a warrior, just been baptized in blue, uh. if I'm faced with a mission, I'm gonna complete it, if that means being I live with the credence. I do this for the combat vets and Leos when I'm suited, ready to go. It's either friend or foe. Only Lord knows what my future's in store. I only kill with the hope to see more. So God don't close that door. If I take a life, it's him or me. With the host to survive, not be a good tree I go in situations that you cannot imagine Deal with things that you cannot fathom No it buts or rather I'd rather fight for cause than live for nothing So when you read my headstone, you know I died for something You hypersensitive, she complain by justified force You blame the cops first, that don't work, you blame the courts But I wouldn't expect you to understand what I do Only the thin blue line, cause they baptized in blue oh, I'm a fighter Winner never quit, I refuse to lose I got heart and I got gritty, I'm a warrior Just been baptized in blue, I'm a warrior Just been baptized in blue I'm a fighter, I'm a winner, never quit I refuse to lose, I got heart and I got gritty, I'm a warrior Just been baptized in blue, I'm a warrior Just been baptized in blue, uh